0: Hi, and welcome to The Turbulent World, with me, James M. Dorsey, as your host. The jury is out on the degree to which the Gaza war threatens pre-war efforts by Middle Eastern states to freeze their differences and focus on economic and security cooperation. To be sure, the war has raised the stakes, with tension mounting on the Lebanese-Israeli border, and in the Red Sea. In addition, Israel's devastating assault has complicated, if not made impossible, overt cooperation between Israel and Arab states, like the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, that have diplomatic relations with the Jewish state. The war has also delayed U.S.-led efforts to mediate Saudi recognition of Israel. The kingdom will need serious progress Towards an Israeli Palestinian peace agreement, entailing the creation of an independent Palestinian state, to justify the establishment of diplomatic relations with the Jewish state in the wake of the Gaza war. Even so, no Arab state has broken off relations despite mounting anti Israeli sentiment across the region. Egypt may be the only Arab country that can counter public pressure with some justification, arguing that its border is the major funnel for humanitarian aid into Gaza. Egypt, one of the few countries with a direct line to Hamas, also plays a crucial role in arranging truces to facilitate prisoner exchanges and efforts to end the war. In a twist of irony, Qatar, which has refused to formalize relations with Israel without a resolution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, has emerged alongside Egypt as Israel's foremost Arab channel, particularly regarding war-related issues. The Egyptian and Qatari efforts have not earned them unambiguous acknowledgment by Israel. Members of the U.S. Congress and some of us long-standing Arab critics. A headline in Haaretz, Israel's equivalent of the New York Times, read this weekend, Netanyahu wants to make Gutter the fall guy for the October 7 massacre. Don't let him. Long a football in Israeli and American politics, Qatar, home to the United States' largest military base in the Middle East, has been taken to task for maintaining a relationship with Hamas, despite its proven utility and the fact that it enjoyed tacit Israeli and American approval. In November, Gata negotiated a one-week truce, during which Hamas released more than 100 hostages, kidnapped during its October 7 attack on Israel, in exchange for 240 Palestinians held in Israeli prisons and a limited amount of humanitarian aid. That didn't prevent a senior Israeli official from questioning Qatar's role. Right now we need them, but when this thing passes from the world, we will settle accounts with them, said Israeli Foreign Ministry Deputy Director-General for Strategic Affairs Joshua Zadka. Amid calls on Gata to crack down on exile Hamas leaders in the Gulf state, the outside world's link to the group, by Republican members of Congress, Gata agreed in October with the United States to revisit its relationship with Hamas once all hostages have been released. Last month, the Middle East Media Research Institute, Memory, which was founded by Yigal Karmon, a former advisor to Israel's West Bank and Gaza Occupation Authority, and Prime Ministers Yitzhak Shamir and Yitzhak Rabin, regurgitated documents leaked in 2019, indicating guttery interference in the internal affairs of European, African, and Middle Eastern states. In 1993, Mr. Kamon resigned in protest against Mr. Rabin's signing of the Oslo Accords which laid the foundation for the establishment of an independent Palestinian state alongside Israel. The accords created President Mahmoud Abbas's West Bank-based Palestine authority. The leaks, reportedly orchestrated by the United Arab Emirates, were part of a covert information war between the Gulf state and Ghattah during a -a three-and-a-half-year-long Emirati-Saudi-led diplomatic and economic boycott of Qatar, in which both sides used leaks to portray each other negatively. The UAE and Qatar also hired intelligence companies to surveil and blacken their opponents' reputations in Europe and the United States. There was no obvious newspaper for memory to regurgitate a story with no updates that first broke three years ago and has lied dormant for the past two years, as the media organization documented in last month's publication. Memory did summarily reference Guttergate, a 2023 scandal involving European Parliament members who allegedly were on the Guttery payroll, and Project Endgame, reportedly a Guttery financed operation involving a former CIA operative to spy on the Gulf states' detractors in the run-up to the 2022 World Cup. Similarly, Israel has not made Egypt happy with calls to ethnically cleanse Gaza by moving a majority of its already displaced 2.3 million population to the Sinai Peninsula. In the latest incident, Israeli finance minister Bezalel Smotrich called this weekend for Israeli reoccupation of the war-ravaged territory, arguing that if there are 100,000 or 200,000 Arabs in Gaza and not 2 million, the whole discourse about the day after will be different. At the same time, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu insisted that Israel should retain control of the Egypt-Gaza border. The Philadelphia Corridor, or to put it more correctly, the southern stoppage point of Gaza must be in our hands. It must be shut. It is clear that any other arrangement would not ensure the demilitarization that we seek, Mr. Netanyahu said. Egypt has rejected both suggestions. Egypt and other Arab states fear that Israel's conduct of the war and expansionist ambitions will further inflame public opinion at home and upset, if not deliver, a death knell to a fragile apple cart designed to shelve rather than resolve regional differences that, like the Palestinian issue, could spin out of control. Earlier this month, 96% of Saudis polled favored Arab states cutting all ties with Israel. While in a steep increase compared to previous surveys, 40% looked favorably at Hamas. 87% believed the war had shown that Israel is so weak and internally divided that it can be defeated someday. In a blow to Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's effort to project the kingdom as a moderate and tolerant Muslim state, just 5% agreed that Saudis should show more respect to the world's Jews and improve our relations with them. Even so, 75% supported Arabs engaging in diplomatic efforts to achieve peace between Israel and the Palestinians. In response to hardening public sentiment, Saudi authorities sought to restrict public expressions of support for the Palestinians. Last month's Renzi Film Festival in Jeddah, the biggest film event in the Middle East and North Africa, welcomed Palestinian cinema, but banned the donning by attendees of kefias, the checkered black and white scarf, which is a popular icon of Palestinian identity. Similarly, the UAE disregarded optics when it last month put on trial, on charges of terrorism, 87 Emirati activists, some of whom have lingered for a decade behind bars, as it hosted what officials dubbed the most inclusive COP ever, the 28th United Nations Climate Change Conference. The charges did not involve Gaza-related issues, but the opening of the trial, as world attention focused on Dubai, sent a message to Emirati nationals and residents that the UAE would not entertain public dissent including in connection with the war and the Palestinians. Human rights groups and journalists reported the arrests of activists in the UAE, Bahrain, and Saudi Arabia who had expressed support for the Palestinians. Others were warned not to. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's column and podcast. The turbulent world with James M. Dorsey depends on the support of its readers. For the past 12 years, I have maintained free distribution as a way of maximizing impact. I'm determined to keep it that way. However, to avoid putting up a paywall, I need the support of a core of voluntary paid subscribers to cover the cost of producing the column and podcast. If you believe that the column and podcast add value to your understanding and that of the broader public, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Thank you, take care, and best wishes for the new year. Yeah.